everyone. Thank you for joining us again. My name is Jordi Mueller, and this is the Between the Head and the Heart a podcast from Lexington Wealth Management. And today we're talking about a little bit of um, what I would describe as an emotional episode without the emotional people in the episode. Um, we are going to be talking about volatility and what that means from two perspectives, from uh, market strategies. Uh, we are joined by David Morton. He is the chief market strategist at Rokuton. How are you doing today, David? I'm good, Jordi. How are you? I'm doing well. And we're also joined by Mike Tucci, CEO and co-founder of Lexington Wealth Management, which will be coming from the wealth manager side. How are you doing, Mike? Good afternoon, Jordi. I'm doing great, thing. So I wanted to start with one basic question, which is when people talk to you about volatility, <laughs> what does that trigger in your head? What does it mean for you? Uh, David, would you like to start? Sure, I could start. Um, well, um, you know, volatility, I, I think what we usually mean by that is the market's gone down. Um, I, it's it's not usually that the market's necessarily bouncing around, but that we've lost value in, in some way and that daily price moves might be positive and negative in, in, uh, in a greater percentage terms than, than they were prior to, to that period of time. So it, it makes... Um, the reason why we talk about it is it creates an emotional reaction. Did I make the right decisions about my asset allocation or is there something that I'm supposed to be doing? If you see the value of your portfolio going down, I think we're hardwired um, to emotionally respond that there's something that we should be doing or didn't do already, there's something now that we should be doing. And you know, I think that those emotions are potentially harmful to your long-term wealth. Uh, because they'll tend to pressure you into making decisions um, when it's least in your interest to make a decision for for the long-term uh, health of your portfolio. So um, it's understandable, and it's completely human nature, so we shouldn't tell people not to uh, react emotionally. We should just educate clients and, and colleagues to understand that um, you need to manage your emotions in periods of, of volatility to make the right kinds of decisions or non-decisions uh, for your for your portfolio over time. Uh, and, and before I go to Mike to answer the same question, I do have to add that now, uh, being in this industry for a few years, this is something that not just clients uh, of any firm feel. This is something that advisors themselves feel, and they also react to these particular volatility events. So, uh, Mike, that being said, I'll pass it to you. What's volatility for you in your head? So let me backtrack a little bit. So when we founded, co-founded the firm back in 2001, um, it was just post 9-11. So you talk about emotions, right? Markets were doing the market thing, but our, our country was under attack. And at that point, we, we realized that money is three-dimensional, not two. And there's an emotional aspect of money, highly emotional aspect of money. And a lot's been written, Nobel Prizes have been won since then. Uh, in and around that area called behavioral finance, behavioral economics. And to my thinking, it's probably the most important thing that we do as a wealth advisor is, is think about that. And it's funny, most of us are, you know, we're CPAs, we have MBAs, we've got CMAs, we've got CFAs, all, a whole bunch of alphabet soup. But the most important thing that we do is work in and around our emotions as well as our clients' emotions. And I do say our emotions also because, you know, we're, we're, we're not an algorithm. We're people, right? And we, we don't like seeing people 
feel upset and distraught and so on and so forth. So we, in client meetings, we talk about all kinds of things, um, planning and otherwise. But probably one of the most important things we talk about is when times are good, we, we keep people from getting too carried away. And when times are bad, we remind them where we're at. We'll remind them the amount of liquidity they have in their portfolio. Uh, we'll go back and revisit plans. Um, and we'll try to bring logic back into it. But when people are highly emotional, that's when mistakes get made. And there's a study by a group called Delbar that goes out and looks at you know, past performance. And it more or less shows how most people don't get near the return of the market. And a lot of it's for a whole bunch of different reasons. You know, people jumping in, jumping out, sitting in cash, you know, too much, um, probably trading too much, and the like. So the old adage is that markets make money, but a lot of people don't. And we want our clients to make money over the long term so they can meet their goals. So it's a very important aspect of what we do. Um, a couple of years ago, we had an event where we brought um, a human behavior expert. And I'll never forget, he showed a graph on the screen that show intense volatility. I would say that ups and downs in the market. And he was trying to point out that at different at peak and lows, people would react differently. And the next step that he did after this slide, he basically clicked and then the whole slide zoom out. And it was a little tiny part of like a couple of weeks within a five-year period on an up-trending chart. And it just tells you the importance of like different perspective when it comes to volatility that we tend to forget. Um, with that being said, uh, I guess my next follow-up question to both of you is, what should a client, an end client, be looking uh, for when experiencing volatility? So it should, what, what kind of factor should they be looking at when they are feeling like that? David? Well, I would say the, um, uh, one of the, if, you, if you've set a long-term asset allocation and you've dealt with sort of your life obligations, obligations to your, to your family, um, and that asset allocation will uh, work for you over the very long term. When you see short-term market volatility, I, I, I my uh, real advice to lots of people would be to ignore it and go do something else, um, <laughs> and not to think, not to think about your portfolio at that point in time, uh, not to think about the daily change in in value, uh, because she, what I think behavioral finance has, has taught us in in the last few years is. Um, when the market goes up, we all think that we're more intelligent than we actually are, and the the market, you know, the value of our portfolio has gone up because there's some positive quality that we possessed, and it gives us a degree of self confidence that that can potentially be harmful because maybe you then say, well, I'll ride the equity ride longer or wave up longer, or maybe I'll put more money into equities because. Clearly, I'm, um, I've made all these great investment decisions. I'm a great investor. Um, the opposite um, condition when the market goes down um, leads people to make some really harmful long-term decisions um, or has the potential to, and I think it's the data that, that Mike was just referring to. And, and so what's the series of decisions that happens in at those times if you let's just let's just create a, a hypothetical situation let's say the market over the next month dropped 
40 percent um at the end of that clients would feel insecure they would feel that they were not intelligent about their investment portfolios because they'd just seen a material fall in the value of them and at the end of that period of time they're far more likely to sell than they are to buy um more exposure which would probably if world economic history holds uh, would probably be the 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 wrong decision at that point in time. And not only would it be the wrong decision, but it would be a a significant material wrong decision um, Mm -hmm. for the long-term health and wealth of, of those individuals. And so, um, you know, I think you know it's it sounds it sounds um, silly to say to someone, don't look at your portfolio when there's there's volatility, but um, use whatever mechanisms and techniques work for you to take yourself out of feeling that you have to do something uh, in a period of volatility. By all means, ask if you have the wrong the right long term asset allocation. You should continually ask ask that and test sort of uh, thoughts and assumptions around that. But making short-term moves and reacting to the volatility is ultimately going to be detrimental to your financial health. So I'm going to chime in here and tell a quick story. So I work with a number of entrepreneurs, and we do as a wealth advisor, and I belong to several uh, CEO groups. And so I'll try to educate them along the way. So when I ask a group of CEOs sitting in a room what their key performance indicators are for their business, they can tell you. They can tell you what the sales are growing by and not growing by. They can tell you what their accounts receivable is. They can tell you the bad debt expense, turnover with employees. They know all these key performance indicators. Often when we speak about their own wealth, they've got no clue or very broad, broad brush clue in terms of what they have and don't have. So I'll say to them, hey, to be a successful entrepreneur, you've got to plan, you've got to get ready. You've got to do some in your mind or on a spreadsheet, some money collar, what if X, Y, and Z happens? Well, why not do the same work with your own money, your own portfolio, your own financial planning? And our thought process is once we do this and engage in this exercise, entrepreneurs are very good at this and people in general are good at this. So one of the things that we do once we start digging into the numbers is exactly what Dave talked about. We'll come up with what their quote financial floor is. What, what do you need? What portion of your money do you need to live for the next X number of years? And a lot of finance, I remember a finance professor once um, up at Bentley University telling me money is fungible. So the money in your left pocket is the same as the money in your right pocket and so on and so forth. Where I disagree with that is that people do mental accounting and they think of it as, you know, the old um, coffee can for your rent and another coffee can for your beer money or whatever. Most people don't do that today. But if you can almost take the portfolio and decompose it, here's my safe assets. I don't expect much fluctuation at all here and here's my income. Here's my, you know, in-between assets where I won't see the full movement of the market um, up or down. And here's my aspirational assets, right? And here are the assets that I'm putting into my portfolio because in the long run, I need to get some extra return to make my overall life work. And we, when things go wrong and we do that, um, I think it's helpful to people. It's almost like uh, owning a multifamily home and you know the rents that are coming in. And the value may go up and down every day, but if you're not selling... I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter, right? So we'll do lots of exercises like that with clients, trying to make them better long-term investors as opposed to traders. Yeah. Um, well, the, the way I, I, I would like to summarize this is if you're an investor in any anything pretty much and you're in the markets, volatility is non 
optional. You'll experience it. And the way we react to that, that's 100% optional, and we have control over that. And that could definitely, according to both of you, from what I hear, determine success or not success in your investment life or financial life. So, um, well, thank you so much for your time again. Uh, this was awesome. And then um, if you have any questions, please reach out to your wealth manager uh, or advisor. Uh, so thank you, David. Welcome. My Th pleasure, Yordi. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.